birthday. What? No. No, it's not. No. It never has been. Oh, my. Oh, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Oh, what if my friend's... um. My friends. Were you, you gonna say bar mitzvah? Was, <laughs> that's what I you were gonna no, say. No, but that's very funny. I was very excited it was my about friend's, your friend's bar mitzvah. I love it's her thirty-five-year-old bat mitzvah. The traditional. Oh, some people do people get do mitzvah later in life, but yeah. it's not like the traditional. Ooh, I sound gravelly. Um. Um. Anyway, it was my friend's birthday last night, mm-hmm. and we went uh, out, and I really went out something fierce. Yeah, so. she sure did. I was there for part of it, even. I'm extremely hungover. And she has been all day. It's been really incredible. Uh, Aaron, can I have a LaCroix? <laughs> I love a coconut if there are any. Oh, God bless. I'm so, yes. yes I'm so glad that this is included on the, yes. <laughs> yep, coconut LaCroix for Hannah, what? please. Yeah, oh. I'll take a coconut. Oh, uh, you mean a coconut LaCroix. La- LaCroix, yeah. I have coconut water. I'd love a coconut LaCroix if there are any. Oh, I didn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear him saying that I either. I don't think so. <laughs> Coconut water's fine. I just need something. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's what happened. Uh, shenanigans ensued. And alcohol was consumed. And mm-hmm. I think that she had a good birthday. It seems like she did. She ended up blacked out in her bed at home. We Which got is her the home ideal safe. way to She be didn't know out. how she got home, but I did, so it's fine. Uh-oh. The, both of the Hannahs who are with her, her did. What's happening? Can you vamp for a bit? What are you doing? Okay. Hello, Madonna. Hello, girl. Come on, baby, we're gonna paint the town. And all hot gin. That's a that's a private joke. Yeah, um, that's a fun inside joke. So for I just made it back. I had Come to plug on, in my computer. Come on, babe, the gin is real hot here. <laughs> oh, the gin's too hot. That's Aaron. Might drink some gin. Um, don't yeah, yeah don't can. heat it. Uh, <laughs> so this is a real dumpster fire of beginning. Huh? I thought you were about to say. So this is a real podcast. <laughs> this is a we real promise. podcast for sure. We assure you. My name is Kai. My pronouns are they, then theirs. And this is if it's gay, we play. You looks like you had to think really hard about your name and pronouns. My name is Kai. Is is Kai. she's reading her hands? Is Kai? Um, Kay. My name is Kay. Uh, Kai. Uh, it's a podcast. It's called What's If It's name? Gay, We Play. Who are you? <laughs> what are you doing in my house? That's a deep question. Oh, God. I live here. Hi. <laughs> I've been here. The whole Why, time. that hasn't been a house here for 25 years. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, my name's Hannah. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And welcome. To If It's Gay, We Play. Is Aaron about to drink straight gin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hi, yeah, that's Aaron. fair. Friends are he, him, his. And he's drinking straight gin. All right, but he's cold gin. Um, what's fun is I I'm entirely sober. This seems this seems like I've, enough of a mess that somebody <laughs> has to be like drunk. Fucked up. No, I'm hungover, which means I was drunk yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. School yeah, rock, anybody? Um, remember that movie? I do remember. That, that movie, movie was actually really good. Yeah, I love I the loved it rips. back then. I think there were some inappropriate gay jokes. Oh, I'm sure, but I don't. 
I'm sure. I mean, there was like the sassy gay kid, but I don't remember. I him bet there being... was a joke at his expense. Come on, yeah. Was no, there I honestly, I'm racking my brain. I don't. I think one of the cool things about that movie is I don't remember there be that being. Like, he's flamboyant, and that's funny, but he's not portrayed in a negative light. I mean, I what I don't like is when movies portray flamboyance as funny, or... Uh, yeah, no, I agree. But he's... he's the, the When people laugh, it's usually because he says something hilarious, like, you, you're tacky, and I hate you. Which is, is funny. a very, it's funny, a very line. funny line. Like, I don't think the laughs are ever derived just from the fact that he's flamboyant. I think they were accentuated because he's flamboyant. You know what Maybe. I mean? Like, I feel like a lot... It, it's like when we recently saw a local production of Pride and Prejudice, and one of the actors was a cis male actor playing a uh, female character there's a lot of doubling um, that involved people gender yeah yeah. gender bending and he was in quotes and he was wearing a dress and he walked out and everyone was like ha 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 ha, yeah the audience laughed not because there was any actual gag but just because because, straight uh, people laugh when they see well cis people laugh cis people laugh yeah i think uh, mostly straight cis people well yeah it's mostly straight cis people but i've totes seen i hate that i just said that i've totally seen um you say totes all the time do i yeah oh no you toast too. Fuck. Um, obs. I do say obs, and I will not feel bad about that. Um, a lot, a lot of cis people laugh when they see somebody that they perceive to be wearing the opposite gender's clothing, specifically men wearing women's clothing. Yeah. Both those terms are in quotes. Um, and the sh- the production didn't make a joke out no, of it. No, they didn't. That I appreciate. It was just the audience full of straight white cis people, presumably, who, and then me and Kai and our friend Elisa. Some other folks. Uh, who, and many of the actors in the production, uh, including people who just, like, straight up interrupted people during the talkback. Like, I feel like halfway through a sentence and this one bitch behind me just started talking. And I was like, who fucking raised you? What anyway, year anyway, is it? My point was that a lot of times uh, flamboyance or effeminacy, effeminacy, effeminate natured stuff yeah, yeah, is yeah. often portrayed as like the, the butt of a joke. And I don't, I'm just, I don't think that was the, I think one of the cool things about that movie is it largely didn't make jokes at the expense of just the way people are. But I would need to see it. Yeah, I would have to watch it again. Um, so do we have any call-outs for last episode? Not that I can remember. Not I can barely I remember like my own name right now. Either. Well, yeah, that's fair. My Apparently, brain I've feels like it got too. put through a deli slicer, and now I am Ooh. just a mound. Your jellyfish has been sliced. Yeah, now I'm just a mound of sliced jellyfish. Remember last, last week? Yeah. Was, I, I, aggravated I, jellyfish. Yeah. And now I must have a jellyfish That's a good callback, Aaron. That's Put a callback me. corner. Throw me on a incredible. <laughs> what? <laughs> Throw me on a bun and call me a Krabby Patty. Oh, okay. If the secret ingredient is jellyfish, that's kind of it's 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 not. I they used jellyfish no. jelly that one episode. Yeah. This is. Hey all you people. Hey all you people. Hey all you people. Won't you listen to me? I just had a sandwich, the most ordinary, ordinary sandwich. It's a sandwich made with jellyfish jelly. Hey man, you've got to try this sandwich. Ah, uh, something, something sandwich. sandwich. It's the tastiest sandwich in the sea.
a podcast. I think that was pretty much it. Um, <laughs> do you think we'll get sued? I think that was. Yeah. Like, that I think that. Me very much of the, of the, uh, the, the Justin McElroy thing. When he sang the whole <laughs> Tim, Curry. Tim Curry song from the worst switch. <laughs> have you seen that? I no, feel like I've those seen, people I've are seen far... that bit. I have not seen Holy the whole movie. God. It's very good. Um, Those people are far less likely to sue, I think, than the folks who created SpongeBob. So. I don't imagine that the SpongeBob folks are especially litigious, honestly. Mm, we'll find out. Well, also, you, it has to be more than 30 seconds of a song, and I don't think that song is even 30 that seconds. That felt long. like three whole minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because somebody wouldn't play in the space and okay, sing listen, along. My role in this podcast is the straight <laughs> man. Be a huge stick in the mud. Yeah, it's to be a huge stick in the mud, and that's what I'm going to do. God, today. Hermione, why do you have to be such a buzzkill? Um, sorry. Um, what are we playing right <laughs> now? Thank you. You're not a buzzkill. I know I'm not a buzzkill. You were quoting. (laughs) All I can remember right now is quotes from media from 15 years ago. We'll just have we'll just have me writing my own original content over here, and you uh, quoting quoting uh, old pieces of popular media. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh wow! I actually just got really lightheaded. Pause. Okay, I think we're okay. Um. Ooh, I just felt got real woozy. Uh, that's, that song really honestly <laughs> took it out of me. You, well, we really went. You we really both, went for sister. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I don't know. I don't know about that one. We have to deal with, that. <laughs> have to deal with what you've just said, so that's cool. Are we only quoting things from 15 years ago? What were you quoting? That's something people said 15 years ago, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can we start the whole podcast over? Like, yeah. from, no. We can do that bit again. From, <laughs> no, like from episode one. <laughs> we should, we um, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey oh, still. Oh, I see. Um, do you want to also answer the question? I mean, I, normally when Just we gonna, say, what are you playing right now? Um, well, we're going to talk. We talk a little. Oh, yeah, that's but like true, the whole episode is going to be about I am also playing again, Assassin's Creed so. Odyssey right now. I, don't, I have a lot to say about I have had so little time to play it over the past week. I've been playing it in like 20 minute increments before I have to go somewhere. I feel like Aaron Dupuy or something. Like the amount of time that I have that is free <laughs> is ridiculous. And that it is minimal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron's like, um. Excuse you. Excuse me? Uh, so yeah, that's that's what that's what I've been up to. Um, so I'm much farther behind in the game than Hannah is, mm-hmm. but I've experienced some of the same things that she has. Which yeah, is you very experienced my so favorite so far. One of my two favorite quests. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a level 22 now, so I'm really chugging along. So you have your mount. <laughs> <laughs> Good World of Warcraft reference. I'm, I'm sure that's a salient reference for people who've ever played World of Warcraft. Like I haven't. Um, that's fine. That you're fine. Um, I got this new deodorant, and I don't like it. Oh. And it's, I just don't like the way I feel or smell. I'm sorry. I only said oat because that was just a real shifted conversation. <laughs> I just was thinking because I'm sweating expect. right now, and I was just thinking about how much I don't like this new deodorant. So I should. You should get white. a new. Yeah, kind. no, I, I'm aware. All right. Um, oh, so, somebody sent me a gift on Pokemon Go. Great. Uh, Isn't that neat? Um, my favorite mission. <laughs> you played one of my favorite missions so far, which is the mission where you get to fuck the old lady. You what like, a way of putting it, but yeah. But you do. You meet this late old lady, and she's like, oh, my husband can't satisfy my lust. What do you make me on time in Viagra? And you're like, mm, sure, I guess. Um, and so you gather, like, you have to be- gather a bear scrotum and another thing. A deer tongue. A deer tongue. <laughs> Aaron's laughing because I said scrotum. <laughs> 
scrotum. <laughs> and <Not> juvenile. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> and uh, then you bring it back to her, and she's like, "Oh, good night, though, Mac." Now what are you laughing at? Do you still scrotum? scrotum? Obviously, still <laughs> scrotum. <laughs> oh jeez. Why did you do that? Funny, like, okay. Can I see? Oh yeah, no, that's pretty good. Um, and so you bring it back. <laughs> she makes the love potion, and then she's like, "Oh, husband, I brought this potion for you." And the guy's like, "Oh, please, I'm so tired." And you, as Cassandra, can be like, "Hey, somebody pay me so I can leave," or you can be like, "Do not worry, I, your husband is tired. I will satisfy you." And the woman's like, okay, you have never been with a mercenary. And then there's a comically long cutscene during which... Um, an entire day I, Like an entire day passes. Like you watch the husband out front of the house like Just playing with his bazooki and like fucking around. <laughs> and, and like all his friends come over and like looking. If he had a watch, he'd be looking at it. He just kind of like drums on his knees and looks at the sun because it's, you know, they don't have clocks or whatever. And Cassandra uh, <laughs> comes out of that house alone. And the guy's like, did she have fun? Cassandra's <laughs> like, I just hold her for a while. And the guy is he so pays. grateful that he pays you a bunch of money yeah, for having sex with his wife. I loved it. It's a delightful mission for a lot of reasons. And one of the reasons I found it so delightful, besides that, like, everybody in ancient Greece is gay and horny mm-hmm. in this game. And probably also in real life, that was true. You know, and straight people didn't invent democracy. Like, that was definitely gay people's invention. And we were all gay in ancient Greece. I don't make the rules. Why are you you're looking at me with such <laughs> a look that's making me nervous? <laughs> I don't know. Why. I'm just listening to you. And uh, the, the, cool, the thing I think is coolest about it is that this lady is, like, old. She's, like, visibly aged. And I feel like in games, especially games where you're playing as, like, the young hero, protect, like, beautiful protagonist you don't ever get to like romance older like visibly like aged characters oh, yeah, you use the example in uh, dragon age origins of win yeah the fact and, that you can't like hit on her or yeah. get with her or anything like that and you know that win is not like i mean like she could just not be into you but like when you're um uh if you do the return to ostagar uh dlc mm-hmm um, and you take Wynn and Alistair, Wynn, like, hits on Alistair the whole time, and it makes him uncomfortable, and it's really funny. That sounds very funny. So there's no discernible reason that you can't, to me, that you can't hit on Wynn other than ageism. Um, and it's, yeah, it just feels like there's a lot of, this is something we could talk about another time, there's a lot of ageism in games in that, like, you never get to have romances with, like, much older characters or play oh, as much older characters you know who but i would love to get with who dr chakwas mm. right she's i romance the fuck out of dr chakwas she's so she's powerful so, yeah, she's and beautiful powerful and win they're very similar characters no and i love like. them both very much um speak you bioware <laughs> yeah we gotta it's, yeah no we the legally rules, have I guess. to um and um yeah so it's like it's not treated as like the butt of the joke is how horny the lady is, but not because she's old. It's just because she's crazy horny. Like, it's not funny that she's old and wants to have sex with you. It's funny that she's wearing her husband out because she's so fucking horny. Yeah, that that is funny. Um, and I think I thought it was a very good, specifically like sapphic joke because the thing about mm-hmm, um mm-hmm, sapphic mm-hmm. sex is that I've I've had conversations with friends where it's like 
reasonable and expected to be like, oh yeah, we had sex for like six hours yeah. the other day, or like, oh yeah, we had sex for eight <laughs> sex hours for the other like day. Eight hours. Um, I have previously had sex for twelve hours. Yeah, uh, it was Which quite a feat. Let me tell you, friends at home, that's not that good for you. No, it's not. Well, it's I not mean, good we took you. breaks for snacks and okay. water. If you're gonna hydrate then and take br- snack breaks, then fine. Yeah, then it's. But fine. I once saw you after you had been. And I was fucking shaking. for eight hours, and you were like pallid. Yeah, I was very. <laughs> so you Ill. did not take breaks. No, I did not. You did take not breaks do that your time. stretches or your. No, hydration. I literally. We were just fucking for eight hours. Yeah, straight. it was wild. Um. um anyways, but th- no, my point is like you don't often see uh, that aspect of sapphic sexuality represented in video games. Yeah. Um, which I which I really appreciate because that's like a commonly known fact among sapphic people. Yeah, it's like a but, it's a joke and it's true. But a lot of times we're right to say to like a straight person, um, hey, I had sex the other day. For six <laughs> you just hours. looked at Aaron like you just remembered he was in the room. <laughs> I didn't forget. I was doing. I'm doing a bit. Okay. Sex the other day for six hours. Well, they didn't, but they have in the no, past. No, but I have in the past. Is that do you believe that? Have you ever done that? Yeah. <laughs> cool. I mean, not like the same, like, uh, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lounging. I mean, yeah. Hydration. You have a refractory lounging. period. Yeah, that's a fun way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds like, like, like the, the people involved are like just beams of light. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's it, what it, sapphic sex that is. That is, you transform we turn into, into beams of light. light. The universe is not a fiction. No. 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 Oh. It is not. Uh, we're we're all. Were you thinking it was? I didn't. Oh, Aaron. I didn't know these things. I'm just, yeah. I'm just a foolish young, a foolish tiny Tim. It's <laughs> um, all I know is that uh, there's a royalty-free th- uh, picture of a black bear's testicles. Yeah. It's, it's a, a great fact. Awesome. Icestock.com. Really That's cool. Incredible. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we know that. Yeah, no, <laughs> you can use it for your own, whatever you want, whatever purposes you need. Um, but anyway, that was just very nice to see both those things represented in yeah. video games. Because I was thinking, um, also about like that that episode of Broad City where, uh, in season three, I think the last episode where that older woman was in that plane and uh, she was like, "I uh, experienced menopause. I don't have my period anymore." Nobody talks about menopause or anything like that because nobody nobody does talk about yeah. menopause or getting older, especially for women which is bananas to Mm -hmm. me because you know aging happens to all of us Mm -hmm. regardless of gender (laughs) now you sound like you're doing a a psa for a new pharmaceutical oh 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 no what is the pharmaceutical happens to all of us an anti-aging pill from the future maybe oh cool Um, collagen injections or some shit um gross um, but yeah, yeah, no, that's very. That mission exciting. is very fun and funny. It is very fun. Um, and funny. Yeah, there's you, more that I have to say on that later. Actually, you can just fuck like so many people in this world. And I, so I am not going to spoil anything. My other favorite mission, my favorite mission type of mission in any video game, and I, it's always just a real treat uh, when I get it. And Assassin's Creed is, Odyssey has given me the wonderful gift of giving me a fancy party mission. Ooh, I love fancy. So you know oh how I feel about fancy you know party I'm missions. I'm going to stay up late tonight while you're asleep for your opening shift and play it. Oh, dude, you're going to get like, you have to, you're like 10 hours away from oh. the fancy party mission, I feel like, Whoops. if you haven't even gotten to Athens. No, I haven't. It's, yeah, it's a long ways out. Okay. I'm very significantly farther in you, than you in this game, That's but it's true. on the horizon. Um, <laughs> I'll have that to look forward to. And the really fun thing, one of the really fun things about this game is that 
<clears throat> all you know, all romanceable characters are romanceable, whether you're playing as Cassandra or Alexios. Mm -hmm. So far in the game, the only romanceable characters have been women, mm -hmm. uh, and which is makes Cassandra a very powerful lesbian. Like all the people I've had the option to hit on have been women, and I know they probably didn't do this, but maybe. But what if Ubisoft just really just pulled one over on you and all the romanceable options for Alexios were men. I don't know if that's true. It's probably not. But what if? Um, but I just encountered my first romanceable man in the game. Oh, wow. Wild. And he is an extreme... Oh, what's his name? Uh, oh, it's very long. Fuck. It's got like <laughs> five syllables. Okay. Um, it's like Alicobales or something like that. And uh, he is an extremely powerful bisexual that's very good he's I was like an extremely say. powerful bisexual courtesan um and he's very he's just very powerful yeah don't forget cassandra can still be gay if she romances men too yes i didn't say she couldn't okay good i just wanted to be sure that we mentioned yeah. uh, our bisexual friends i know Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say she couldn't. Good. I don't think I even came close to implying. It's just that the she other couldn't. day when we were talking about it, I was thinking about it. Um, Hannah. Yes, Kai. What is the gayest thing that you've done this week? Um, I bought a new button up. Oh, I love that button up. I finally got a short sleeve button up that fits me, and I debuted it uh, for our queer outing from my friend's birthday party last night. I. <laughs> I don't understand the interaction that just happened between either. the two of you. <laughs> Great. I just <laughs> Incredible. I just looked at Aaron because he had his hand by me. That was all. That was all that happened. Um, and uh, it's really gay. It's got it's black and it's got it's black with white polka dots and little, little succulents, little pictures of cactuses it's all over very them, cute. all over it. I like it very much. Uh, it's very soft too. Yeah, it's really comfy. Um, that's probably up there that might be the gayest thing I've done I didn't really do a lot this week uh I think <laughs> I don't ever know dude I just worked so much last week and no, it sucked yeah, you so bad yeah it was it was intense yeah to watch from afar um I worked a ton my body hurt the weekend sucked last weekend sucked and uh so I bought a new button up for myself got a tattoo wasn't it. especially gay but I got a tattoo good tattoo yeah um Getting another tattoo on November 1st, and that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Super, super cool. Um, yeah, Kai, what's the gayest thing you've done this week? Uh, I think the gayest thing that I've done this week was um, watch Sailor Moon and oh, uh, yeah. watch you and Wendy make dinner on Wednesday night. I forgot it was that a total that blast. This week. Um, the thing about Sailor Moon that I really appreciate is uh, not only the female friendship, but the uh, seemingly romantically charged female yeah. friendship that is present in that show. We just got to the part where we met Sailor Mercury, or I just got to the part where I met Sailor Mercury. I went to bed early, and Hannah and Wendy kept watching. Um, did you not meet Sailor Mars? I did meet Sailor Mars. Yeah, that yeah, happens that, after that Sailor happens Mercury. almost immediately after that show. Yeah, um, it's like a, a next episode but, or something. Uh, I was, I was going to talk specifically about the the relationship that um, Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury have, like, developing. It's like Sailor Moon has a little crush on Sailor Mercury. Like, and it's not um, entirely clear to me as a queer person whether it's a friend crush or, like, a crush crush, but I also have that very same confusion in my daily yeah. life also. So there's Usagi no... Gets 
hella crutches and all the very it's powerful very women cute. in her life. Like, there's a lot of blushing. There's a lot of, like, wow, she's so cool, you mm-hmm. know? I love that kind of thing. Sailor Moon is a very good television show. It is show, an extremely good very television show. I'm yeah, very watching made, it with somebody who loves uh, it so much. Local bisexual of note, Wendy, erstwhile guest on this show, came over on Wednesday Great night. Word. And what? Great word. Thank you. And it's a great bird. And I was like, she doesn't have a bird. She has a cat. And we made potato boats, which are very simple and delicious. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to Kai's Kitchen Corner. Kai's Kitchen Corner. Where we talk about recipes. That can be your corner. I would rather call it Kai's Kitchen... Conundrums. Cabinet. No. no. <laughs> I don't, Kai's? I don't want it to be How about just Kai's hard. Kitchen? Yeah, Kai's Kitchen. I love it. Great. I love it. Kai's Kitchen, where Hannah talks about a recipe that she made and I had no part in making. In fact, yeah, I actually caused problems in the kitchen because I spilled a yeah, beer. Yeah, you, you were the opposite. Were in many ways, the opposite of helpful. Yeah. Kai is a very good cook. I just was um, not this evening. Just not this evening. We made potato boats where you chop up a bunch of potatoes and whatever else you want, chopped up a bunch of garlic and uh, onions and peppers and chilies. And you wrap it in tinfoil. And you put it in the oven at like 400 degrees for an, like a little over an hour until the potatoes are tender. And it just like bakes everything inside. You have to, it's called a potato boat because you have to like roll it in the tinfoil and like sort of turn it into a, a little boat. A little boat. Um, so you have the little ends to pick up and you can do them on the grill too. And it like, it really like steams everything in there and it gets all the flavors together and it's so fucking good. We made a whole like tasty. armada of potato boats. We made like four boats and then we made some broccoli and asparagus and mm-hmm. stuff. And we watched Sailor Moon and it was, it was really nice. Evening. Yes. Um, so that's the gayest thing I did this week. Yeah, that was very gay. I forgot that that happened this week. I could week. never forget. Um, I don't know that I have a hot track this week. I've mostly been listening to podcasts, although uh, I was listening to Wonderful and it reminded me. How much um, "Under Pressure" is one of my favorite songs, oh, Under like Pressure, of all time. Such a good song. So I, I listened to "Under Pressure" like five times in a row. I love Queen day. so much. I love, I love Freddie Queen Mercury so much. So much. Yeah. <sighs> R.I.P. to our dad, Freddie Mercury. One of our many dads. Um, you know what I have listened to what? Today? What? Um, all but uh, last year's episode of "Till Death Do Us Part." Oh wow! So two episodes. Yep. <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah, it's very good it's yeah very it's good. an extremely now, good podcast almost, I think. okay yeah it's, it's only gotten more humorous to oh, me. with with age yes i'm very excited because it's almost american thanksgiving means we get a new uh, very death to explore. um is our podcast secretly just an advertisement for the mcelroy family of podcasts every podcast yeah. that has ever heard any of their work is an advertisement yeah. for their work. Yeah, that's fair. Especially actually. those of us who are partially inspired to podcast by the McElroy family of Whoops. products. Um, um, yeah, Wonderful is a very good show. I've been sort of in a low spot over the past week, and Wonderful has been keeping me afloat. It's a very good show. It's just about stuff that makes people excited. What makes me excited is queering ancient Greek myth. And that's what, what we're going to talk about today. Oh, nice segue. Very powerful Thank segue. You. Um, so, Greece. So, what is it? Tell me. What is it? It's a um, peninsula. What is that? It's uh, where it's a landmass that's surrounded by water on three sides. Oh, oh, it's a I peninsula see, and an see. archipelago of islands. And an archipelago is just a group of islands. Oh, what's happening? Everything's fine. Okay. Everything's fine. Okay. Um, 
so Hannah. Yes, Kai. I uh, I forget how familiar. So so something that I always want to remind our listeners of is the fact that um, sexuality as we know and love it today as an identity uh, has not always been the case, especially in ancient Greece. Um, people just had sex with other people, and that did not determine that they were uh, bisexual or gay or lesbian or anything. It was just like, you fuck who you fuck. It's mm-hmm. more. It was more uh, important who was the receptive and who was the uh, giving partner as opposed to what the gender of the people involved was. Um, and especially if you were high enough ranking in, like, the government or in the military, that didn't even make too much of a difference. It was kind of uh, more of a big deal, especially for uh, men, whether they were the giving or receiving partner. Sure. But um, there was a lot of gay sex or sex that we would now consider gay that was happening in Greece. I'm telling you. Everybody was horny and everyone was gay. Everyone was super horny, it seems like. And I think that's still the case now, but I think that our socialization deals with it very differently than they did in ancient Greece. But, oh, I thought you were just referring to, like, Greece now. Oh, like, no. I don't know, probably. I, I don't know. But there's, like, a lot of, like, you know, warf like, they're country is sort of falling apart so well I, our <laughs> what, what? hearts are with them in prayers y- yeah hearts and, hearts and thoughts and, and prayers. prayers um that sounded sarcastic but i my my thoughts are really yeah no it's them. yeah i have i have no um like i i don't have enough like knowledge to talk about like the political yeah, no, no. um so, political but what, what i wanted right now, to but. uh i forget if we we talked about this two episodes ago a little bit uh the name sappho and the origin of the term sapphic and mm-hmm. lesbian coming from her from lesbos um, from lesbos and sappho and how a lot of her uh queerness had been erased previously by like a lot of scholars who were like oh she was just writing songs um, just and pals. for uh for weddings um and it was supposed to be like from the groom's perspective or whatever Gal yeah pals. yeah the galsby and pals classic classic I think argument. A, a fucking wikipedia or maybe it's been changed by now but i remember seeing at one point on the internet a, a, like a screenshot of a wikipedia article about sappho with like a picture of Sappho like lying with all these naked women and it's like Sappho and some of her many friends <laughs> just the straights will go to any length to have gals just be pals that's you know? hilarious I mean here's the thing you can fuck your friends well yeah they're probably also friends yeah they're probably also really really close friends yes yeah. there's a this doesn't this is just a very good um joke that the oh. make in <laughs> do uh, tell the very powerful bisexual whose name I wish I could remember right now. It's oh, fuck. It's anyway. He uh, he like you get like another quest from him, and he's like, "Oh, you're my favorite, Miss Dios." And she's like, "You have a list of mercenaries, and I'm at the top." And he goes, "If you ask me very nicely, I'd glad you that you be on the bottom." <laughs> it's just very good. You also don't see like top bottom humor a lot in no, that's video true. games like there's there's a number of jokes and bits in Assassin's Creed Odyssey so far that are that f- queer that feel like queer humor for queer people like I love that it's making me laugh in a gay place and Ooh, I love that delightful mm-hmm. um something that I've also appreciated about Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I mean obviously they like had to do this because of the importance of gods and goddesses in uh like Greek daily life. Yeah, it's a very religious society. Yeah, um, but the the inclusion of uh, religion throughout it feels, I don't know, 
pretty good to me so far. What do you mean by that? Um, like the the representations and statues and temples and like the quests that you can get from like uh, the uh, Temple of Artemis. That's me. Yeah, yeah, the and very hot priestess of Artemis. Very hot priestess of Artemis and stuff like that just just feels really cool to me. Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. kind of wanted to uh, segue into talking about um, some of the gods and goddesses and uh, how they are totally queer all of them were queer see here's all the gods thing. are queer my Fight favorite me. i will tell you my favorite greek god okay I'll, and I'll tell you my favorite oh my god okay great uh my favorite greek god is uh dionysus uh dionysus yeah you would never you would never guess why uh because they're gender queer because they're gender queer dionysus um was uh very often represented as being um dual natured uh, because they were the god of wine revelry and the patron of the arts and part of the reason that they were dual natured is because they were able to go down into the underworld yeah. and come back uh, on uh, it, one of the myths says that they were like searching for their mother um, but part of the reason why they were dual natured also is the dual nature of alcohol um, like extreme rage and also like extreme ecstasy was how it was portrayed um, so Dionysus was oftentimes portrayed in a very like androgynous and beautiful manner like mm-hmm. they were seen as gorgeous and powerful and very uh homosexual seeming mm-hmm. um they are also the youngest greek god so i feel like party god i feel like i have a lot in common with dionysus we're both like genderqueer we both went to hell to find our mom <laughs> um we we both both just D- DTF, love to party. DTF, love to party. Fun and flirty. Uh, very fun and flirty. I'm also a patron of the arts, you know? Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I just really like the the essence of Dionysus that I get from myth myths about them and just, uh, just seeing kind of images of them. It just mm-hmm. makes me really feel happy and warm inside that um, even in uh, what is – included in the canon of western society today you know how um even though a lot of greek people nowadays are not seen as like white enough to be white we still include their history as like white history yes you know what i mean by white history listeners at home um the enlightenment basically yeah uh, like the, like, <laughs> the like uh lionization yeah of, like yeah you know the classics exactly and um so and a lot even of those though, people were dark-skinned so a lot of times we're like uh there were no such thing as genderqueer people in quote-unquote our history um which is some bullshit but like yeah, that's so blatantly untrue, yeah it, it obviously both, all of it is patently untrue like there are and have been genderqueer represented like people yes. throughout time mm-hmm. and it's just so nice i don't know to uh to see that and connect with that mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty rad uh dionysus is one of the patrons of this house and we pour yes. libations to them whenever we have a party and i dress up as them for halloween they did do that last year and then we're gonna do it this year mm-hmm. we have a whole old pantheon going whole on pantheon um and last year kaya filled a camelback with wine left it and left it at our now roommate Henry's old house and never saw it again. Also, Kai cannot drink wine. No, I can't drink wine. It was <laughs> just some migraines. Uh, the Greeks invented wine by popular, by like all historical accounts, and now Greek wine is known for being bad. I've had Greek wine that's like pretty good. 
but we're not no we invented wine and then we're like yeah we're good we're not going to improve <laughs> that um who's your favorite greek god or goddess Anna? oh boy i how can i pick just one um you don't that have sounded to. sarcastic but it, it wasn't, wasn't. Uh, you're just hung over it's fine you're doing amazing Perse- study. <laughs> thank you persephone is my girl um uh artemis is my girl uh very artemis like can, by, can we mention real quick? Hannah wrote an entire play about uh, Greek gods and goddesses. Yeah, it wasn't that good. It needs a lot of work. It was like I wrote a I very f- okay first draft of a play that mm-hmm. needs a lot of work. Uh, I created this sort of fiction of like Eurydice and Persephone and falling in love in the underworld because the I just in both of their stories they get so like shat on for reasons that are no faults of their own for reasons that are um, heterosexual in nature. Yeah, that was like. No, thank you. To but that. I just wanted to mention that because I think it's really cool, and it's a lot of the reason why we have like a lot of the, or why I have a lot of the knowledge that I do about. Yeah, Kai did a lot of dramaturgical research mm-hmm. for it. Uh, but anyway, uh, Persephone's girl, Artemis and Hecate. Uh, there are like myths and accounts that there's like theory that like Artemis and Hecate are essentially dual natures of the same being. Mm-hmm. Um, and by all, like, all popular reports, uh, Artemis is a super gay god. Uh, she is super gay and, uh, asexual. I mean, her job was to protect young women. Yeah. What's gayer than that? Nothing. What's more old school butch than that? Yeah, right? Um, I identify very strongly with Artemis. Um, yeah, Persephone is, like, my... Like, I should also say, I think I've said this on the podcast before, that, like, I am a Hellenistic pagan. Like, these are mm-hmm. gods that I actually, like, like worship. worship. Yeah. Um, like, fe- feature into my, like, religious and spiritual practices. Uh, but Persephone is one of my main, like, patron gods as a human. Um, Dionysus is definitely up there. Or Dionysus, because I makes the E sound in Greek. Um, one of my favorite things about Assassin's Creed Odyssey is it feels like... I am learning more about, I don't speak any Greek, but I'm mm-hmm. learning more about like Greek pronunciation. Like I already yeah. knew how to pronounce a lot of stuff, but just by like watching Absorbing and learning, it. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, or like I haven't seen that word written down or whatever, which is really fun. Oh, um, can I just say the reason that I just remembered why I brought up your play? Yes. Um, because you kind of contextualize all of these gods and goddesses in a modern uh, like sense with sexual identities mm-hmm. that are based heavily in the mythology yeah, of and the gods like and goddesses. Canons. Yeah, and I just really like appreciate that. I think it's really it, it gave me kind of a new view cool. of who those who those folks are. Neat. And I just think that that's really useful, especially in the context of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, because I feel like games that deal with historical fiction in this context can this be considered historical fiction? Because like, yes. Okay, cool. I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's it's fictionalized, but it's set in a real place. That's yeah. The definition yeah. Of historical okay. Fiction. Good. I I thought that there had to be more than that, but I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, genre really, doesn't actually mean anything. Right. So. I forgot. Shoot. Um, it, it feels like a very good way to bring a lot of that uh lore back to the modern to the mm-hmm. modern era and like, there's not as much like myth and like spiritual lore talked about in it there are like not so far yeah there are like witches of Vikati, which is how you pronounce Hecate, and uh that kind of thing that like witches weren't like evil in ancient greece it's just mm-hmm. the thing that people were um and Akati is the patron of witches and magic yeah, i did a quest for a witch 
Yes, I've done. Yeah, I've done a couple quests for witches. Um, and yeah, yes, and and in real life and in the game. Um, and fuck, I lost my train of thought. Sorry to derail you. What? No, you're fine. Uh, what the fuck were we just talking about? We were talking. You were talking about Artemis and. uh, Hecate and how they were dual natured. Oh, uh, I remember. In the game, there's not as much of this. Is the cat in that chair? Yes. Okay. I wondered why you kept reaching your hand down there. Um, That there is this cool little thing, like map filter you can turn on in the world map where you will discover historical locations Mm -hmm. and then you can like read actual history um, about the places that you are. Like you'll like to stumble on some ruins then you can go in the world map and look through a filter and like read a little blurb of history about the that ruined t- that temple or whatever on the world map um which is really neat like the thing i really like about it is like ancient greece is one of those things where like if you grow up in like a white western you know eurocentric christian based education like we did like you learn a lot about ancient greece and you like learn about greek mythology um those things were in quotes you could not see yeah um but this I don't know it's just like this game is really cool because it feels like it like humanizes this thing that's so like oh the great ancient the great Greeks and the ancient Greeks and their columns and their what have you um and it's like yeah because there's all those like stories about like uh Pythagoras and like you know those 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 figures you used the word lionized earlier and I yeah. think that that's so well accurate. and like Socrates and like in this mm-hmm. game you meet Socrates yeah and you hang out with him and he's he's insufferable great that sounds um, about right you meet Aristophanes and he's like the most annoying human being I've ever spoken to in my that's life that's funny um, and he's talking to Euripides and it's a whole thing um, and yeah so it like it, it they just did a really I love things that do this where they take these like really like lauded like um, larger than life like untouchable characters in this way and break them down and make them human and I feel like they've done a really good job of like making these people into likable or hateable but like characters with personality mm-hmm. um, and I think that is really neat yeah so I <laughs> I don't know like I love that like humanizing aspect and it, it just the cool thing about this game and I was just thinking about this in the bathroom is that because uh, <laughs> okay. I, I don't know you didn't need to know that what I was doing <laughs> that uh <laughs> sorry go on um that like it's so fun to play and read and watch media where it feels like like the it feels like a game that the creators had fun making because yeah. the world feels so fun and like all the people feel fun to talk to and like well characterized and well written like it it feels like a game that somebody had a lot of fun writing. Like, I'm sure it was a blast to write the character of Socrates. Oh, I bet. Um, I bet it was fun and funny. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, that's really cool. And I, it again, it's not delving as much into, like, myth, but, like, mm-hmm. playing it through the lens of, like, being a modern-day Greek person who, yeah. like, feels connections to these entities and whatever, like, uh, just feels really satisfying Oh, I'm sure. In a, in a lot of ways for me. One of, one of the things that I've been thinking about as we've been talking, uh, to go back to the quest with the um, making love to the older woman. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kai. Is, is the, uh, the non-monogamous nature of that. Uh-huh. Um, 
really, really struck a chord with me because uh, in a lot of video games, uh, part of the reason why I talk about and laud the Dragon Age Origins uh, group sex scenario that you can yeah. have is um, you don't see a lot of non-monogamy in video games ever unless there's like um, an implication that you and the person that you are like having sex with are just having sex and don't like love each other yeah um because i'm thinking of a lot of games where you can uh romance people or whatever where it is you are pressured into choosing either to be in a romantic and loving and sexual relationship with somebody or just a sexual relationship with somebody and the the implication is that love is monogamous and sex is Mm non-monogamous which is wrong yeah um to say the least and that's just uh very regularly like very frustrating to me in games because i'm like well i can be with iron bowl and dorian and love them both very much mm-hmm. um that's a reference to uh dragon age inquisition. No, dragon age inquisition um, but yeah like in uh in dragon age origins if you don't have the polyamory glitch that you have mm-hmm. um you can like pursue the romance track with multiple people at once and you can mm-hmm. like have sex with multiple characters at once but then you must choose one partner yeah. and then everything with the other partners has to be cut off entirely. And Hannah very famously had a similar situation in Mass Effect. Yeah, uh, yeah, when I accidentally romance trainer. Whoops. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Um, so like it really made me think about uh, games uh, like Fable because you can have multiple wives in Fable and all that, multiple husbands, multiple whatevers. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really cool in, like, different cities. Uh, and I like that a lot. But uh, in this game, in uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you, it's the Cassandra... the dryer. The clothes dryer, I know. Do you want me to turn that off? Is it going to be bad? It's pretty bad. Okay. Yeah, it's not good. It's pretty bad. I think as we've, we've, we've probably learned this already, that you cannot do laundry while we're recording this podcast. I don't know if we have, because I, I would have noticed this. Well, two weeks ago, the washing machine buzzed during the recording. And I do remember that, but this is on another level. You know what? You were right. I'm going to mix this. This is rough. The first one was fine, but the second shot was much It's actually the washing machine. Oh, okay. Is the signal off? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. And, uh, was, um, is that all gin? No, he yeah. mixed it with LaCroix. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it has bubbles, but they probably wouldn't have see. figured that out. Um... <laughs> Um, so, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, non-monogamy. So, Cassandra, so Cassandra, are we, are we still going? Have we been going this whole time? We've been going oh, this whole time. Me. Okay, so, in this, in this game, Cassandra has been able to, like, get with multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Nothing. in the first, in the first couple hours, you meet Odessa, uh, the descendant of Odysseus, mm-hmm. and, um, you're like, hey, Odessa, you're really cute, let's have sex. And then you do. And it seems like you are going to run into her, and there's other things that you can do with her. Um, and then you can end up being with this older woman. And then there are other people that you meet that you can just kind of be with, and it doesn't yeah. seem to be punished that well, you are so with far, multiple yeah. people so far. So far, there hasn't been like a serious romance track. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has all been like just sexual encounters. Um, like That's you have, true. You have a sexual encounter with Odessa, but then you can invite her to join your crew. Oh, so I didn't like, spoil that, but yeah. I, yeah. Uh, in, yeah, sorry, fam. Um, in, uh, d- there used to be a disclaimer on this, 
Yeah, is that you're probably going to get shit spoiled for you. Maybe we should add that to the overall iTunes description. Maybe. Spoilers for games. Spoilers ahead. Just Just spoilers generally. We can put put an Assassin's Creed Odyssey spoiler on this one. Light Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey spoiler. Yeah. Uh, Because that's not like a huge That's not a story plot point. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. That's a good point, Hannah. But it seemed like with Odessa there was some romance there totally yeah it's after she joins your crew she just becomes a lieutenant and you yeah. can't talk to her or interact with her anymore that's true at least for now who knows if that'll change we'll see um your headcanon can of course be that like you're married well she's your, you're dating your girlfriend she's on your ship now and you have yeah. many girlfriends uh many powerful sea girlfriends of the sea um beautiful and it's so beautiful um Oh boy, did you hear that pop? Mm-hmm, I did. That was my elbow. Um, yeah, I don't have any like s- sources to cite. I just know that I have read back to myth uh, articles or what have you on like the queerness of Artemis and the queerness of Hecate and the queerness of. Uh... I also the the cool thing about playing this game is like um, so often like like in the incredibly beautifully terrible show Penny Dreadful which is just a god-awful piece of trash. And this is going to relate, okay. I promise. And uh, is also one of the most aesthetically pleasing things I've ever seen with my own eyes. But, like, it fulfills, like, every problematic trope and is, uh, plot-wise, just a trash can fire. Um, the, like, evil witches in it, because, of course, witches are always portrayed as evil. Um, the evil witches in it... Uh, are like like Hecate is their like patron mm-hmm. um, and she's so often portrayed as this like because witches are evil and magic is evil so like so often like Hecate as the witch god is portrayed as this like evil god sure. in like western media um, and it's just cool to just see these gods like being as they are and like not having all this like I don't know like shit attached to them shit attached to it it's just like no these are just these people's gods like it's something that people forget it's like you know, Christians will get all up in arms if you call their religion myth, but it is. It's all the same shit. It's based on myth and folklore. I and mean, your religion is myth. Yeah. And that doesn't make it any less important to you. Exactly. But, like, I feel like just calling it, like, the Greek mythology as opposed to, like, Greek religion or whatever, like, often is used to, like, de-legitimize Legit- it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's just neat to see these people, like, just, like, evoking their gods, and these are their gods, and this is where they live. And because, like, re- I mean, and you can obviously, like, read the Greek tragedies and so forth, but uh, it's, I feel like it's harder to connect with those partially because the way the translations are done are mm-hmm. often so, like, so I don't think I've talked about this in as much extent, but I just read a, the, a new translation of the Odyssey came mm-hmm. out last year, and it's the first that we know of, I might have talked about this in the show before, I don't remember, but it's the first that we know of, uh, like, published translation of the Odyssey done by a woman, Um and it's this translator whose philosophy is like she talks about how she modernizes a lot of the language because doing it in like old timey like high English is not any closer to the original ancient Greek than doing it in modern English would be. So the only reason to do it in like old timey inaccessible language, which I feel like is how most of the Greek classics are like published and read. The only reason to do that is like because you have your head up your ass. Like there's no, it doesn't serve the text, and it's not, it's not a more pure translation because it is in no way closer to the original ancient Greek. Sure. It is in fact 
I think a better, tra- and I agree with this translator, a better translation philosophy to attempt to make the material accessible and to preserve the lyricism of the text over trying to like sound fancy, like that doesn't serve the text at all. Um, and so I feel like like reading that translation of the Odyssey was really cool because it was the first time I like read the Odyssey and cared about what was going on because it it made me care. Like it's a really mm-hmm. interesting and cool story that's worth reading. But the versions that you're given to read in, you know, high school or whatever are always like, and lo did Odysseus and thou and thee and thus. It's like that's not yeah, how people talk. Yeah, it's not that's you not how people spoke in but that's not how people spoke in ancient Greece. No, that's not how people speak now. Right, exactly. Yeah. Good? Fab. Good. Great. Okay. Are you back? Yeah, okay, back. great. <laughs> um, and playing this game feels like a similar thing in a way. It's like the point is not to make it sound all old-timey. The point is to make the world and the characters and the stories and the gods and what have you feel alive. And mm-hmm. I think it does a really good job of translating that. Because obviously it's not like, you know, a literal translation of a text, but translating that history into a, mo- a very modern, obviously very modern medium. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really cool. It's like, yeah, video games are arguably like an active story. Like all writing is an active translation. Oh, yeah. Um, but like this translating ancient history into like the most modern storytelling medium makes it feel and it so I, I played enough of the game to uh get pulled back into the modern day assassin's creed bullshit for like a few minutes it could have been shorter because i didn't have to like walk around the place like reading all the stuff because i do not care it doesn't make any sense and i don't give a shit um i could have just turned right back around and gotten into the animus but i spent like 10 15 minutes like doing shit in the modern world and then i was like why did i do that i don't care <laughs> Um, video game you gotta do what you gotta do yeah and it's that part is jarring um and uh there's a number of video game critics mostly polygon who are like we need to take the animus out of assassin's creed because it's no one gives a shit some vocal people really like the modern day storyline those people i think are in a huge minority of people playing assassin's creed games um curious about yeah, I don't... Charles, I wait, who had a good rundown? Simone had a good rundown. Yeah, uh, Polygon... Charles talked a bit about it. Uh, has a good video. Uh, Simone de Rochefort of Polygon just put up a video on the Polygon YouTube channel explaining... Check it out. Yeah, in about five minutes, explaining the yeah. overarching meta plot of Assassin's Creed. It made me understand it. It made me understand that it makes no goddamn sense. Yeah. It's a bunch of nonsense, but now I know what's going on in the no, modern exactly. world. I was brought up to speed. Yeah, they like to just pepper in, like... The gods were actually an ancient race of yeah. aliens, and they, yeah. they appear to people. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they just pepper that in on top of what is otherwise just like a science fiction thing about going back in time. Yes. Um, and it's, yeah, that whole thing is a bunch of nonsense. So that was a little jarring, um, but like, it's really short. And uh, other than that, and the like thing leading up to that, it, it feels so like immersive and cool, um, and the fantasy elements just feel like there have been some sort of fantasy elements feel like cool fantasy elements and i like genuinely care about cassandra's story because she feels so like human and Mm -hmm. like lived in as a character um something that i appreciate is they not only make uh yeah they they make the the thing modern but like we've been talking about it's also um i would i would venture to say like as authentic as possible in the medium yeah as far as i can tell like they did they like I've I don't want to say as authentic as possible. I would say pretty authentic. Um, because a lot of the uh, 
ways that the society is being represented and a lot of the norms that Cassandra is functioning under are very similar to uh, norms in ancient Greece because my knowledge is primarily around like sexuality and sex basically that's what I know about a lot of cultures is things about that because Mm -hmm. of the nature of my studies Um, and in ancient Greece uh, sex was not treated the same way that it is now it was more like um, freely represented in media like there was no obscenity laws and there was no uh, primary like religion uh, religious force that was against sex and sexuality like most of the gods were fucking Mm mm-hmm every everything yeah and Zeus everywhere notoriously fucked everything uh, fucked everything um and there was like nothing wrong with nudity or anything like that and mm-hmm. i feel like the game translates that in a in a pretty effective way like we were talking earlier just about kind of how cassandra is like flirting with all the ladies and going around having sex with people and how that's not a thing that is portrayed as like oh cassandra is so dirty or like she's so bad Yeah, that just like really wasn't a thing in yeah ancient greece. and i like that that's in a, um, in a pre-christian world that well in ancient greece that mm-hmm. was not a i thing. like that that's being translated to a modern medium in a way that feels very effective in communicating yeah that that's the way that sex is totally because there are definitely like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode at the front of it um how uh flamboyance is like a joke I have also seen uh, women being sexual portrayed as a joke or like women having any interest in sexual activity whatsoever being portrayed as a joke. But this is not portrayed as a joke or illicit or bad in any way. Yeah, it's not Even like uh, extramarital sex. Yeah. Um, because that was a thing that Greek people did. Like it, it was, it was just sex. We've always been fucking. You've always been fucking. Um, having pretty good sex it looks like according to a lot of my my sources oh yeah i'm sure it was awesome yeah um yeah sex with greeks uh can still be very awesome ladies ladies (laughs) i've heard positive reviews jesus Um, christ yeah well we should probably be done now yeah is that the note that you want to end on yeah sure um yeah uh that's if it's gay we play that's our podcast okay you can you find can. us what yeah! what the fuck just <laughs> happened why did you get upset i upset i was just gonna i was gonna list all the stuff because i know you're hung over and tired i was literally the next i was i didn't beginning realize to i'm say sorry you can find us on all right when you made that sound and then aaron yelled so and then aaron did that for whatever reason he did it yep that's lacroix <laughs> there it is. Um, <laughs> where, where can they find us? One can. Serving size. One can. You understood. Uh, no, but now I do. Well, but, okay. but, but Hannah. But it, yeah, okay. Where can the good people find us on the internet? Yeah, you can find Ooh. us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gay Gamers. G-A-Y-G-A-M-E-R-Z. Uh, you can find us uh, on Gmail. You can email us at ifitsgaywePlay at gmail.com. You can find us at stickpokeprod.com slash if it's gay we play. Go to stickpokeprod.com, click on shows, listen to the other shows on the network. We got Grandma's House. We got Encyclopedia. There's shows about what make people the way that they are. Um, we're going to have, why can't I remember the name of it right now? Spatial. spatial. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to have Spatial, um, which is a show using uh, uh, like geographic data to analyze like social, sociopolitical problems, um, which is going to be really neat. 
And those are the places you can find us. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear your feedback. Uh, we love some rate, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. Mm-hmm. We're on pretty much all of them. Yes. Um, and iTunes reviews will help us get to see more by more people, and we would love that. So we sure would, and we love you so much. We do. We Thank love you. For you. Listening. We I really love do you. appreciate it. It's it great to see, and we love you. Um, I hope you can forgive us for this episode. I don't. I don't I, think it was bad. I, I thought it was good. I stand by this no, episode. Thanks very too. much. Um, yeah, it's it's a very good game. You should play it if you get yeah. a chance. Uh, yeah, if you have, it's on Xbox. We're just so sold on it. The past three episodes. It's just have really been about the best it. game. I suggest. I've suggested it to, to. Well, I didn't suggest it to one of my coworkers. Has also been playing it nonstop. And then I suggested it to my friend John, and he's been playing it nonstop. And he says he's pretty sure it's his new favorite game. It's so good. Uh, it's just it's so, so good. good. I've been selling it to like. Not physically selling it, but like I've been uh, uh, lauding it, extolling its virtues to beautiful everyone I know who plays yeah, video games. Say, we're yeah, I have not been yeah, selling no, bootleg no, 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 no. copies. No, I've been like figuratively selling it to uh, several people who've bought it. At least one person has bought it under my suggestion. So uh, keep. Oh, Oz, this is oh. not relevant to anything. I just remembered that I found out that this week that there's going to be a Borderlands 2 VR. What? Yeah, so I have oh, to get a VR rig so I can play yeah, that. That's gonna be very. Uh, good. Speaking very of my excited. favorite game, Borderlands Two. You know, a, a VR rig costs roughly two tattoos. That's true. So if you if you just don't get because I was like I would really like a switch and then I realized I had already set up a tattoo appointment uh-huh. and I said, well, there is no money for my switch I could have bought. Yeah. For three easy payments of a hundred dollars. Yeah. No, I'm. The VR rig is about six hundred. Yeah. Uh, Something it like depends. That. I think you can get one for like four hundred well, PSVR. So, oh, okay, okay. The yeah, I, one is yeah, bad. yeah. And we, I don't think yeah. we can. Well, do I already that. have a PlayStation, so yeah. I'm just gonna get. And Borderlands Two VR is coming out for. So PSVR. anyway, um, and Star Trek Bridge Crew, which I really want. To keep playing play- games. Yep. <laughs> you remembered this week. Keep playing games. Goodbye. Hey, goodbye. 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 Goodbye.